Good everyone, welcome to the Footy Show, episode 125. It's Warwick Nicholson here, and I'm joined by two past members, now current members of the Not the Footy Show team for the finals. Who are they? It's Matt Trudden and Reese Carter. Boys. Commiserations. Well, it's commiserations to. Uh, well, you didn't Reece. make the finals. It was <laughs> a few weeks ago for me. Um, poor old Reese's Cronulla Sharks. They Ooh. got there, but yeah. one one week and gone. How does it feel for the Sharkies to be gone, mate? After what the season promised. Disappointed. Uh, disappointing, especially after what the season did promise. I thought we're in for a very good chance against the Raiders, uh, especially with our forward pack. I think that's where we dominated them earlier in the year when we yep. played them down there. Um, just fell apart. Too many silly errors and it cost them. I uh, still don't know about some of the changes in the back line, but yeah. that's another story. But yeah, just too many simple, dumb errors by the boys. Yep. Everyone. Disappointing though. Uh, and uh, Trods, your team didn't make it, but there was a discussion I was having with a mate of mine during the Brisbane-North Queensland game. Do you reckon you would have given North Queensland more run for their money than Brisbane did? Oh, I think a lot of teams would have, really. I think that Brisbane were really disappointed. Second half, they kind of lightened up a bit towards the end, but it took took a lot for them to get into the game. And I get, to be fair, North Queensland were very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything seems to be falling our way. That first try to Bowen, yep. and they just mid-air pass and just lands in his hands. So uh, I think teams would give them a run for their money, but it would have been very hard to beat them there. OK, we'll go through the results very quickly. And I think, lads, it's a fair comment, as uh, somebody um, does something in the background. Uh Pretty underwhelming standard of football across the four games. Agree with that? Yeah. For finals, would Yeah, definitely. Quality-wise, yeah. Yeah, but the actual feeling of September is great, and it was it was magic to have that start. But we had Bulldogs beat Manly 16-10, Melbourne beat uh, the Bunnies 24-6. That was one-sided. North Queensland 33, Brisbane 16, and 34-16, the Raiders over the Sharks. We'll start with Friday night, lads. Uh, Trods, you and I were there covering the game for the Dogs and Manly websites, and uh, Reese Cartier, you were at home watching... The first 20 minutes, I think this is where this game was won and lost. Uh, Manly had all the ball and all the possession and couldn't score a try. Bulldogs yeah. get one chance and score. That summed up the game for me. Pretty yeah. much. The, um, the Bulldogs, they were very scrappy. First, they dropped the ball at four or five times, first or second tackle, and in their own 20, but they just defended. That's, that's what they've been known yeah. to do all year, just defending their way out of it. Yeah, I agree with Trods, to be honest. <laughs> I'm looking for the cutting-edge <laughs> analysis here, boys, and you're giving me nothing. No, uh, what, what elements... I mean. Okay, we said it the first three minutes, uh, Reese. but after that, I know Manly got to the lead, and some people want to say that the reason that Manly scored was because Michael Ennis wasn't on the field, but last time I checked, both tries were scored on the edges, so I don't put too much stock in, in that decision. Did you feel at half-time that it was Manly's game to win, or do you think Canterbury uh, sort of were just sitting there four points behind, well and truly in it? Yeah, they were well and truly in it, just sitting there, and as soon as, I think Jamie Lyon uh, going off was definitely... A key turning point in the game, a lot of the Manly heads would have just dropped after that. Um, or not dropped, but a bit of confidence would have been sucked out of them. So, I don't know if he's going to be back this week or not. It's well, um, a big question, isn't still it? up in the air, but I would definitely wouldn't write them off right now. Well, they, they played all right. Uh, hip Hip or Hay, guys. He played fantastic, and you can tell you everyone he wants to be called Hip Hop or Hay from now on. He's got a little bit little cool aspect to it. 
Um, I don't know if it's necessarily going to fly with the fans, but you know, we'll see. Uh, Jorge, uh, but he played fantastically well for for yeah. Manly. Personally, I don't, I, I'm still not convinced by the Bulldogs. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm uh, with you. I agree. But they got the win, and it's they did, and that's all they needed. But I don't. I think when it comes down to it, if they play a, a Melbourne on Grand Final, <laughs> yeah. they, I don't think they can beat them. But the question is now, and uh, this is what comes out of this game, is that Manly now go to Melbourne side of the draw. And the Bulldogs now uh, are going to go through either Bunnies or Canberra, and that's the easiest side of the draw to be on, in my opinion. Uh, it means Manly can still end up back in the, the in the grand final against the Dogs, but Steve Mudd is facing at least a week. If he challenges and loses, he gets two. So you'd say that he's going to miss. Then you've got Jamie Lyon, as we say, is struggling with an injury. You say he's going to miss. If you're Manly, what do you do in the centres? Um, well, you know, I'm not sure, really. You don't. Oh, Bureau is an option. Yeah, Bureau is an option. Probably. Is it Oldfield? Is it Farway and and Bureau in the centres and Oldfield come on the wing? Is that what they do? It's not that's very. Probably the obvious one. But it's not very. Um, like, it's not exciting. The other option is to move um, T Rex out there. He's not going to make tackles anyway in the second row, and maybe you want someone who might do, do some work. I on think the edges. defensively, you probably might not. Want uh, T Rex out there, but they don't run him as it is. He's playing in the second row, but playing, but uh, defending against the likes of well, I think it'll be Brent Tate on that. Well, edge. this, this is what brings the question, boys. And we'll win this game in just a second. But you're in the finals. Do you go safe or do you try to win the game with your selections? If you forced to make a selection, what would you prefer to do? Would you prefer to go the safe route, Jamie Burrett, center, or do you go all out attack and put T Rex into the center and put someone else in the second row? Realistically, you're losing. Bure is going to be in the starting line for either way because you lose the second row. Yeah. So it's whether you play Bure inside Williams or Williams inside Bure. So if if you were coach, what would you do? Would you go the risk way or would you I, go? The... I don't think you move Williams. I think he's done very well where he is. Okay. And I think there's a reason for that. I don't. I don't think he's had enough impact. Um, if he's not going to be moved in the centres, I think he should be a 50, 60 minute player um, used in short. Well, probably not that short, but. Yeah. Bursts, uh, maybe come on after 15 minutes or so in the first half and just unleash him. And his stats look good at the end of the match, but he didn't particularly play fantastic. The Dogs, as we said, they did their job. Um, Chris Keating played all right, Ben Barber pretty good. But their front row, once again, Manly couldn't Too get good. through the middle. Apart from that Tafua break, which was pretty awesome, um, in his Saturday half, Manly just didn't look like they're going over them in the middle. So Dogs advanced to week three. Manly faced the winner of... In saying that, Manly teamed uh, Benny Barber. Pretty well. They did, and, and it, it comes back to the point where I don't think Benny Barber doesn't. I don't know if he creates plays for his team. Uh, he certainly finishes off. But he did actually. He's not a Greg English. He did start up that try that he's ended up scoring. Yeah. He, he's he's not a Greg English. Or he didn't actually cross. start it. Uh, Parrot started it. But he made passing. It, he to followed, him. But he followed it through, and they made the thing happen. He was the one that went out wide. Look, that's a good win by Canterbury. Uh, very disappointing crowd of only thirty six thousand. Uh, mm. Unsurprisingly, in my opinion. Oh, look, I, I, I you can bag out Manly fans all you like. But if that's the amount of Bulldogs fans that deserve yep. to turn out for a game like that, that was disappointing. Uh, I thought there'd been at least ten thousand extra Bulldogs fans there. I don't know where they all were. There you go, Dogs I fans. tend to agree, but I don't know. It comes I, personally. I don't like going to ANZ Stadium to watch a game. Pretty good from the press box. Uh, <laughs> Melbourne and South Sydney. Uh, this was the first game on Saturday night. One of our uh, mutual acquaintances, P. Cassidy, got on the plane, went down there, and I think he got back on the plane at about I don't know ten past six after the game started. Melbourne off to a too quick a start simply because South gave away penalties. Yeah, it, it was it was unbelievable. Kind of like the South of old. It was just ill-disciplined. They uh, a bit immature in a way. They just Dave Taylor, they, honestly, yeah, they were they were stu- they were the problem with them was their stu- stupid penalties. 
things that you could get rid of that were unnecessary. Sometimes holding down kind of penalties. But, I mean, that, those there. penalties from the refs were. Oh, there was a lot of soft ones there. There and, were, and, but, but, but you time, shouldn't give them the option to give soft. If penalties. you know that, the, if you yeah, if you know the refs going to crack down on half a second longer and play the ball, you got to get off because I mean, mind you, Cameron Smith, genius, just stays on the play the ball the whole yeah. time, but. That's, that killed the South. They were out of the game at a nil at half time. They were lucky not to be only down by that many. They just looked flustered. And I don't think Michael Crocker held himself too well. He ah. just he got frustrated and I think that rubbed off on his teammates. And you could you could see Sam Burgess was having a crack. You could see that um even Asatasi had a pretty decent start of the match, but look, their their strength was gonna be playing through the middle over Melbourne. They, Melbourne had three blokes pull out. They lost their starting front rower and their starting lock in Lowry and Riles. It still looked fine through the middle. And the Souths can't exploit that. You've got problems if you're South Sydney. Well, I think Inglis was there as well. He, he, he kept tried trying. to get involved. He kept trying. He did, got involved a lot more than he has has mm. been, actually. He's been making an impact, but he hasn't probably been getting involved as much as he used to. There was one player that was disappointing for the Bunnies. Who was that? Adam Reynolds. There was one play. I think it was third or fourth tackle. It was just after half time. Oh, it was in the first half. Yep. It was in the first half. They had an attacking set, and he had four blokes versus maybe two Melbourne guys on his outside. All he had to do was pass the ball in fourth tackle, he and he kicked. And it just said, yeah, uh, got to play what's in front of your champ because he'd just gone through the, the, the motion that's been three more years. And then finals are different to kettle of fish. You don't score a lot of tries from kicks in finals. Finals, I've, I've been hearing Brett Kamali say for weeks that finals... Structure. Not just structure, but finals, finals are about the grind. Yeah. Finals are about the big plays. Yeah, you got They're about the big yeah. plays. You got to, you, you see something in front of you, you got to play it because you need... Not gonna, as you said, not going to be many tries, particularly against Melbourne. So if you see something... on. In the horizon. And the thing, take... the thing that hit me the most was they had Mane Fanua playing his second or third first grade game. In, in, his they... defen- in their defence, he was spectacular under the high ball. Yeah, but they didn't really run on him at all. But they didn't. He's, run, not, they didn't he's a centre player on the wing, and I don't know. I was very surprised by the tactics of South. Uh, Melbourne initial thoughts: what did you, you make of the fact that they've basically come in without any form and walked away cons- like uh, strong victors on on Saturday night? I think they'll win the comp. They look pretty good. Yeah, they? they look very <laughs> good. I, I Going think... on their game. I... Just... Cameron Smith's playing as well as he's ever played. Yeah, they'll I mean, just stand out. last six or seven weeks, as he's been, he's been awesome. I think they were good. I've seen them play better, but I think they're most importantly they were clinical. And they everything they out did, the game plan. Perfectly yep, because... everything they did, they hit just hit their mark every time. The try for Hoffman, Slater's break, the try for Slater. Even the though the thing that impressed me the most the try for Slater was the kicking game to Green Hills. Yep. Yeah, Cooper Cronk. Where did he kick? He just, he just, he just get it on the Cronk. The player go down the left hand edge. Cronk could get the ball, middle of the field, he'd ping it to the right corner, Ingles have to go all the way back, pick it up. And, and, that, line there. and if and it didn't go out, he'd just kick it out. Yep, and, and it, was, it was executed perfectly. That's your classic case of get, the team actually did homework on Greg Ingles. Yep. Yep. And we, we see that that's what coaching comes down to in the finals as well. If those little things, they make a big difference in a match. So Melbourne on to week three, and South Sydney had to face the winner of the Canberra Canola game. Matt King going... Yeah, broken, broken. And Nathan Merritt too. Nathan yeah. Merritt uh, turned up at the airport in a sling, right arm in a sling. There's massive uh, oh, doubts of whether he's going to play next week. For the, uh, the podcast, not really an exclusive. Like it. it was all over the Shh. national. <laughs> Just save it the podcast. To that. Uh, okay, so that means Melbourne on and Canterbury on. That's the top four games now. I love my new tape recorder. Not only is it a time saver, I can record my every thought. I like toast. They are all winners. Boys, I said this before the match, before the weekend, I would prefer to see some elimination games originally in the weekend. Um, we get to the two elimination games now. I don't know about you guys, but I'd probably talk about North Queensland and Brisbane. The double header on the Saturday night, did it feel a bit flat for you guys? It was The timing was a bit hard just because an 8 o'clock, effectively an 8 o'clock kickoff was seemed very late, but I... 
That's sort of didn't crowd, really mind it. Do, I, do, do you like the back-to-back factor? Is what I, I mean. The, the immediate think, back-to-back factor. I think there's not much else they can do, to be honest. Why can't we play an afternoon semi-final? Saturday, Saturday afternoons don't get watched. It's a semi-final. But it's TV. It's there for TV. And they don't get watched. Even if you start the game at 4 o'clock, and then you have the second game start at 7, it's, you can still have your news if you want at Channel 9, but I just, it just felt like they rushed that second game mm. bang into you, and you just didn't have the same, same cash that it should have. Anyway, Cowboys 33, Brisbane 16. We said it was all about the start for the Cowboys. Uh, three tries in the first 34 minutes, and it was pretty much over from there. Most definitely. Cowboys, they're just, everything seems, things seem to go in their way. They bounce the ball. I mean, there was the, as I said before, Graham uh, lobbing inside, hitting Bowen on the chest, and he scores. And you know, Michael Morgan, the kick goes through, just sits up for him perfectly. It was just their day, and you know, it's been happening for a while now for them. And you know, good luck to them. I think they're a very entertaining side, and oh, I think they are probably, as everyone said, outside the top four. They're the side that could uh, do some damage. Well, there are only two teams left outside top four now, so fifty-fifty shot there in that side. Who impressed you the most uh, recently in that game? Yeah, uh, definitely. As soon as Matthew Bowen scored that first try, I just, especially his 250th game, I just knew he was going to be on him and Brisbane had, to, Brisbane had to lead. They just had to lead. Yeah, and they just combined and, and destroyed them. Because they, they, they weren't very good against Penrith cool. a few weeks ago. Yeah, Michael Morgan was solid. I know he scored three tries, but his work... Well, the match is questionable, but away from know, that, good on him. was still good. So. Better be there to score it. Yeah. Interestingly, Broncos' 64-71 minute tries, yeah. both... Times Justin Hodges actually was playing fullback. They pushed well, Hoffman out to yeah. the centres, and Hodges went into fullback and did very well. It just underlines if you've got a player that's got physical talent and is a big fella and he can run, then why are you playing in the centres? You, you play him play any, We can play him anywhere. I don't know. I, he, I, for years, you've just been going, oh, Justin Hodges, he came into first grade as a fullback. And he won a every time he's played there, he played pretty good. 2016 was a fullback. Um, Carmichael he's pretty good at mind you, as well. Yep. But, uh, Brisbane looked that. Is a very disappointing end to a season that promised a lot halfway through. Uh, and in the end, it came down to they just didn't have enough creativity from their, their key playmakers. And, yeah, the, the star-studded aspect of the Cowboys, they got to play their own style of football, which is the two big blokes running up through the middle and then moving the ball wide. It's a pretty simple game plan, but if your defence doesn't shut them down early, go on. Where did it go wrong for the Broncos in the middle of the season? Because they started off with an absolute bang, and I, I was surprised. But, well, I'll go back to this, and I said it a few times on the show. Phil Gould, I think, was against the Tigers earlier in the year. Yep. He was talking about how they just look physically fit. They look stronger than everybody else. Everyone looked like they'd been on off-season, bump, pumping up and getting ready to go. They just ran out of gas. They looked mm. dead. And a lot of their guys, the, their best player the other night was Alex Glenn, who also missed the last, the three last four weeks, something with a hamstring mm-hmm. injury. Once he was gone, they didn't get any real value out of Gillette. Friday had an okay year. But their front row, which came mm-hmm. into the season, we all went, this is the best front row in the comp in terms of a combination. Matt Scott and James Townsend after, after probably six weeks of the competition, maybe even ten, they just they did run out of gas. There was maybe an origin hangover that people might say about, but the, a lot of the younger players were the ones that fell and you, away. Everyone you forgets know, they McGuire had their last year. They may almost made it to GF, but there's got to be a there's got to be a fallback factor in those key players. Well, it was Gillette, guy called G, D Lockyer. It was guys like Gillette, Maguire, who probably fell away late in the season. Tio went the opposite way, didn't start well, but then you know made an impact late, but he's leaving. Disappointing so. end for the Broncos, but at the end of the day, they still made the finals. Uh, so, good luck to him for at least making it. You Jackman's Wolverine. How dare he. Canberra and Cronulla, we get to the nitty-gritty. Now, everybody would be aware that uh, for a while there, it looked like I was going down to Canberra with um, one RC Collar, and uh, then all of a sudden the week started, and uh, I just got the impression that uh, Reese, you weren't too keen to go to Canberra. I'm trying to figure out why. 
<laughs> I don't know why. I really don't. I just... You had a feeling? Oh. Yeah, I, I sort of knew a few, a few changes early on. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just had a feeling that Canberra, in Canberra, on the form, what, what they've had the, enough yeah. going into the finals without form. Well, what, what you've won two of your last nine, nine or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Um, look, everyone knows that I've been doing the anti-moth beautifully for the last six or seven weeks, so for the record, South Samorals this weekend. But Canberra 34, 16 over the Sharks, buddy. Uh, Matthew Wright plays fullback since round seven, and he plays pretty well. And he gets the game day and he's moved to the wing. Isaac Gordon comes in at fullback. Uh, we exchanged text messages earlier in the match, but what 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 was going through Shane Flanagan's against mine, in your opinion? I don't know. I think he, yeah, as I said in the text message, I think he might have been preparing to have Matt Wright on the wing next week with a, a surprise Nathan Gardner return at fullback. Um, and obviously they didn't get there. <laughs> I, I, just, I still don't know why they took that risk. If they're going to take a risk, why not just bring Gardner in? Yeah, bring him back to training and rest of it. Um, You've got to play him for this I think Matt Wright's been... Very solid at the yeah. back. He hasn't uh, probably hasn't done anything special or out of this world, but defensively and under the high ball, he's, he's been pretty good. And there was a moment where I think Isaac Gordon knocked on or he, the 40-20 situation. I think that him. was the turning point. Um, and that, you just that, saw Flanagan's reaction. I'm going, well, what are you, yeah, what are you complaining expect. for? Like, you put, you decided... I mean, not saying that Matt Wright would have necessarily picked that ball up, but you can't ask a bloke who's played... What, he played three matches in the last ten or something, Isaac yeah. Gordon? I think a lot of players would have picked that ball up. You know, it's... Dugan just regulation kicked downfield and he's tried to trap it and it's ricocheted off his leg and gone out and from there we just we didn't we'd already scored and from there we just had nothing. There were plenty of things happened in this game that were interesting. The number two probably is for old Todd Carney coming into the match not well. Yep. His Achilles was not good. They said he got needled up before the match. He went. Tell you right now, I've done my Achilles. He, he was. You can't. You can't do it on needles. And you, and you can actually see. In the footage, you can see that tension disappear on his mm-hmm. on his uh, ankle. He goes off the field. He did score a try, I think, after next that play. literally. Next play, yeah, but he goes off. But the the thing that to me sort of signaled the changing of the guard a little bit in that match was the Joshua Parley Paul Gallen little battle that was going on. He, he completely threw Gallen. I think was was that he, he made it's just one of those moments. Okay, yeah. I like Paul Gallen. I think he's a real warrior. But that was one of those moments where you just went, I love finals footy because that was that was pure combative stuff. Now, Gallon's come out and said that it was a dog act, which I thought was dog a little shot. bit over the top. Sorry. Dog shot. Oh, did you guys have any real issue with the, the hit late? Not in finals. I, I think, not necessarily just not in finals football. I think it was, you know, the slow motion replays might look bad. Uh, the fact Gallon wasn't looking probably well, makes, the, makes it look bad as bit. well. But, Gallon's you know, trying to sell the hole and not look, no look past him. Half so, a second, hit half a second after he's yeah. passed the ball. Really, I'm you, not saying you it look beyond it. I'm not saying it didn't. You hurt. look beyond it and it's play on. I think because yeah. it was Gal, uh, there was also a high shot that he did get penalised before. And I think when you look back, uh, he got penalised and partly also stood over Gallon trying to see if he was okay. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. yeah it wasn't, so yeah, I don't think there was any intent to actually hurt. Uh, yep. To hurt Gal, it just it obviously got under his skin. Um, the old Gallon, to be honest, probably would have caught up swinging and <laughs> That's a good point. carrying on. I think he held himself pretty well for yeah. a, a player like Paul Gallon, who does play with his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Oh, look, it was just one of those moments that I will remember a long time, just for the sake of the fact that we've been talking up this Papaya King fella for a while, and he took on one of the best in the game. And 
actually came yeah. out on top. And it was planned too. You could see. And it wasn't. He, 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 didn't, he didn't quite go. Sorry, yeah. how does it go? Uh, come again, son. He didn't quite yell out that at four gallon, but he wasn't. He didn't shy away from the contact after mm. that. Yeah, I think the the big thing out of that is it was planned. Ferner said to him, went to him before the game, said to him, um, "I want you to get in Gallon's face," and I'm, it was a plan. It worked. Yeah. Their whole forward pack did get on top of and, the And something I even I wrote, I was talking to Campisi on Thursday. Their edge back rowers, their job is to put down the ball players. Legally. But make them pay the price for going up to the line. And that was what Gallon was trying to play as a ball player. So yeah. he shouldn't have been shocked. It wasn't like he made a run and then ran out of tackle and then he came and hit him in the back. He was doing the old no look to try and get the person to suck in on, on him. Mm. So anyway, uh, Canberra ended up running away with it at the end. Um, I scored four tries in the last 13 minutes, which is a bit of a disservice to the Sharkies on the scoreboard. But that's what this Canberra team evidently can do if they get their tails up. And now they head off to play the Bunnies. What do you take out of the Sharks season? Anything? Oh, besides a top eight finish, uh, I think our, our, our forward pack is definitely um, our strongest point. I think the addition of, of Michael Gordon and even Jonathan Wright next year will definitely bolster our back line and the return of Nathan Gardner. Uh, where those two play, Michael Gordon and Gardner, is still up in the air. I'm not too sure, but look, it's positive. No one rated us to finish I don't, I don't in the top eight. I don't think it's a negative so, by any stretch to coming out in the first week. Mm. Um, I think I had you guys in 10th, Broncos in ninth, so I'm not feeling too bad about the fact that I got knocked out yeah. in the first week. But you're in that mix, and next season, I mean, for you guys, it, Gal's probably got a couple of years left, but the thing about your season is you've got enough pieces from this year that you want to off close games to say, go on to next season. There's that yeah. belief back in your team. I think it'd probably be a little disappointing uh, after the start they got, but I did see uh, someone saying probably they overachieved at the start of the year, which may have you know had this false sense of what they could and But you mean you've got to believe in yourself. We didn't have any time. injuries at the start of the year. Yeah. No, I, think, look, I think the, uh, Wade Graham in the back row was outstanding yeah. all year when he was The, the problem with that, that injured. Was, what was your strength going before he moved? Was your back row? Back row. And it was almost yeah. like you had two... You had two too many of your good mm. players couldn't play enough minutes. And then you... I mean, yeah, they got Colin Best, who was probably your best outside back on the, on the weekend. Look, good like, like yeah, to Sharkies. Yeah. They made the finals. Canberra, we're all still trying to figure out how Congrats they made to the, the Best Express, too. Yep. That was his last game Great in the career. NRL. And Petro sitting the receiver as Sip well. Receiver. He ends up finishing up and... Uh, boys, there's the finals week one review. We move to next weekend. Quick thoughts on Manly North Queensland at SFS on Friday night. I wouldn't have a clue who to be tipping this one. I'll have to wait and see the teams because whoever Manly... How are splinters going in your butt there, the Manly, Man, well, A lot will depend on who Manly uh, have pick and who plays, where the line plays. I mean, if he plays, if he's 100%, 70%, less than... Oh, so, give, yeah. give, us, give us a definitive answer, Arsene Collar. I'm with Trots, to be honest. Until they name their team, until they name their team, I cannot say who I'm going to tip. Got a splinter? Quick tips. Wipe the area with all-purpose, non-toxic glue. When it dries, pull it off, and the splinter will come out with it. All better. Uh, I think North Queensland, if those boys are out, we'll we'll get them, okay. uh, especially on the edges there. I think they'll be too strong and. The creativity of Bowen and Thurston. I did think last week that whoever lost the Manly and Bulldogs game would go straight out the back door Ooh. just because of the... Who they have to play. Who, not just who they have to play, but also the emotional letdown because the Manly Bulldogs was built up as such a big game and there was a lot of... The quality wasn't... The football wasn't great, but there was a lot of energy 
in the I'm, game. I'm not sure of the exact stat, but North Queensland do not have a good record in Sydney no, at all. They do not. Uh, and last year, if you recall, they came to Sydney, played the Seagulls, and got towed up yeah. to Lux in the second half, though. They were in the game at half time. The other game is South and Canberra, boys. Uh, let's see if those South Sydney fans come out of the woodwork after that loss. That's the big question going on. How the woodwork? How about the Raiders fans on the weekend? How the woodwork? Mate, they've always existed. The team just sucked. <laughs> I, I did. I did enjoy uh, in the pre-game Mal Winninger talking about how when they make the finals, don't all these love how these fans come out and watch us. Oh. So has Meninga been in the uh, coach's box all year? No, or is he just, just when he just when he has time yeah. away from his fruit stand, <laughs> he gets down there. Um, oh look, the Canberra fans have always look. There's no doubt the Canberra fans have been there. You can it's look, very cynical. It's just, they're a lot like me. Uh, no, the, the, the fact yeah. is, um, but they're the ones that live in Canberra, so they actually have a chance to go to the games. Canberra, they'll, they'll get a decent amount of fans. There are a lot of fans in Sydney from that 90s period. A lot of kids grew up going for Canberra because they're a good team. So there'll be a good crowd number there for the Raiders, but I want to see the Bunnies fans. Really I think, I think they out. will because the I think, fans will turn up I for think sure. they'll feel they've got a very good chance and I think they've got every right to feel they're Absolutely. heavy favourites. Uh, I think out. they should be heavy favourites. You know, with Canberra, if you get on top of them early, they... Then set fall over. Jeff actually gave you a rap in the press conference, mate. He was he was impressed. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. I'd, no, that's I don't know. I just yeah, I was just more focused on, uh, on getting the win and that, and just been down on myself on the errors and that. But uh, yeah, as I said, just can't wait to rip in next week. Boys, thanks very much for being on the Footy Show episode 125. I'll have all my tips and stuff with all my regular guests on Wednesday night. But boys, apart from the fence sitting, it's been great. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Manly South to win. There you go. Oh, Manly go. oh sorry. I you Manly like... and South. Okay, sorry. Is that good? That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to same Manly and South. All right, wait till Wednesday for my tips. We'll speak to you soon. <laughs> I'm not the footy show. Just go away now. I've had a gut call of you the whole game. Oh, I see. We need for five minutes. Oh, Michael Ennis is in there too. I ain't got Pepsi. 